We're speaking from the Wolf Clan Teaching Lodge, located on the Cattaraugus Indian Reservation. It's about 25 miles from Buffalo, New York, following the lake known as Lake Erie. The Cattaraugus Reservation is one of the two reservations where the Senecas live. The other reservation is Allegheny. We're going to be talking about the things that we do at the Wolf Clan Teaching Lodge. The Wolf Clan of the Senecas is, is the clan that are known as the Trailblazers. These wolves, years and years ago, had been teaching the ancient Senecas how to live in harmony with nature and how to walk with all the other creatures on this great earth plane. This earth plane to our people was called Turtle Island. For seven generations, the, this particular family have been teaching the wisdom, prophecy, and philosophy of the Senecas. This has been handed down by word of mouth, or as we know today as oral tradition. In this oral tradition were songs, dances, legends, stories, and experiences of our ancestors. The important thing is to help people understand our connection to our Earth Mother and how we should honor all the creatures of this Earth. Perhaps the most important thought is that all people, all creatures, all manifestations on this earth belong to one universal family. In other words, we are one body, one heart, one mind, and one spirit. All things are equal. Human beings have no dominion over any of the other creatures on this earth. In fact, human beings could not exist if it were not for all the other creatures. This is a great interrelationship, and we love it because we are part of this great whole. We cannot in any way be separated from it. It happens that the voice that you are hearing belongs to 
Yuanode, meaning she's whose voice rides on the winds. The voice is an echo, echoing the wisdom, prophecy, and philosophy of our people. I believe that at this time it would be appropriate to speak about how all things began as we understand it at the Wolf Clan Teaching Lodge. There are many, many ideas where all things began and who really knows whether they are right or whether they are wrong. But we like to look at things since they are here and we can see them that there was at some time a beginning place. Our children would ask questions that the elders who were the teachers couldn't often answer. And the elders, being very creative people, would answer the best way they could. Perhaps the first question was, who am I? The second might have been, where did I come from? And the third, what are my purposes in this life? And the fourth, how will I be remembered after I'm gone? To answer the first question, who am I? There is a story connected with this. Many long years ago, before there was time, place, or even human beings, there was a great mystery in eternal space. This great mystery had a great mind, a great heart, a great spirit. But we do not know what kind of a body this great mystery had. So the ancient people said that they saw the body of the great mystery in everything that they tasted, they touched, they breathed, they saw, they listened to, or they smelled. All these things were part of this great mystery. It happened that the story continues the great mystery created all things and also created a place of great beauty. And all these things that were created were placed in this place of great beauty. It happened 
that all these creations were also gifts of great beauty. And the great mystery endowed them with sound, sight, taste, touch, emotion, awareness. And also endowed these manifestations with faith, love, intuition, will, creativity, magnetism, and gratitude. All these manifestations were grateful for these gifts. But it happened that the great mystery realized that all these things that had been created were only receivers in order that there might be givers as well as receivers. The great mystery divided all these creations into male and female so that they could be givers as well as receivers through exchanging and and sharing their gifts with others. This worked out so well, the male and the female, giving and receiving and receiving and giving, that these creations decided that it was so much fun that maybe they should be giving if they were males to males and receiving from males. And the female thought, this works so well, we will do the same. And the Creator was so happy that these creations were sharing so much within each other. As time went on, the creations were growing. They were reaching out through their sound, through their sight, through their scent, through their tasting and through their touching. Then a great gift was received, that of feeling. And this feeling came through emotion. And after receiving this great gift of feeling, they became aware of a truth. And this was the greatest gift, to learn the truth. The great mystery had all these creations sharing and giving with each other. And it was a beautiful world. It happened that with this growing 
and growing and growing. These creations began to get larger and larger. And the great mystery decided another gift must be received. And this gift was time. After time was born, things could be measured into their growth patterns. There is a legend that has been told and passed down through the wolf clan that all the creatures originally lived in the water and they received all the nourishment they needed to grow from the great mystery. And before time was born, these creations were growing and growing into enormous sizes. And the water became so filled that there was scarcely space for all these creatures to live. So they began to push above the water and they came into a place where it was cold because the water kept them warm. And these first creations were the stones and the rocks and the land that pushed up into mountains and the rocks that pushed up high, high into these cold places. And then the Creator made another beautiful manifestation that were clouds, we call them. And they floated up over the high mountains and the hills. And this became another great gift of beauty. There were some small creatures that we would like to focus our thoughts upon. When they pushed out of the water, their skin was cold and they shivered. And when they tried to get back into the water, there was no place for them. So they huddled together, wondering what next to do. They looked up into the sky and they saw these nice, warm, fluffy clouds. And they thought, let's cover ourselves with those warm-looking clouds. The next thing they did was start to climb the hills. And then they looked at the mountains and they began to climb higher and higher. Finally they came to the place where the clouds were living and it was colder than ever. 
and these creatures shivered with pain. Presently they heard a voice, and the voice said, Eat the seeds in the clouds and see what happens. So these creatures began to eat the seeds in the clouds. And presently, their skins began to sprout feathers. They were so overjoyed that they jumped up and down. And as they jumped, they went down and down into the place where they had first come from. And when their other friends were standing there and saw the strange coats that these creatures were wearing, they asked, Where did you get those coats? And they said, From the clouds up above those great hills and the rocks. And they said, we want some too. How do we get these feathers? And the creatures showed how overjoyed they were. And they began to jump up and down. And as they jumped up and down, they found that they could land into these high plants that we call trees. Follow us, they said. And we'll show you how we receive these feather coats. There was a long stream of these cold creatures following the feathered ones up to the high mountains. And they told them to eat the seeds. And sure enough, they sprouted feathers. And they had such a beautiful time, and they were so nice and warm. And they began to practice their jumping up and down, and found that they could land with their, their feathers, that they could land in the high trees. And then finally they could jump from one tree to another. And this was a beautiful, beautiful life that they were leaving. There were still some of those creatures down where they came from the water. And they were very, very cold. And they were waiting for the feathered friends to come down and showed them how they too could get coats. But the feathered friends forgot about their brothers and sisters who were suffering with cold. Finally, two very, very old feathered, unfeathered creatures reached the place where the clouds were. And they said, you have forgotten us. And there are others down there who are cold. Please have enough love 
for us, to bring the clouds to us, or whatever can happen to make us warm. And one of the feathered creatures said, maybe we can do something about that. And that moment, a voice spoke out and said, get on top of the clouds. And when the cloud becomes heavy, it will move down to where the other creatures are. So all the feathered creatures jumped on the clouds. And sure enough, the cloud began to move down and down and down until it reached the bottom of the mountains. And all the creatures were waiting for this wonderful happening to occur. Promptly, they began to eat the seeds from the clouds. And when the seeds were all eaten, the cloud had disappeared. From that day on, these feathered creatures were called birds. And we know that they came from the water because they still have scales on their legs and their feet. This story has a wonderful lesson connected within its meaning. First of all, we know that these were our ancestors. And to this day, we want our spirit to fly high and free. Also, we are always looking for places where we can live and keep warm. Another lesson from this is that because these birds were our ancestors and because they had free spirits, we too want to soar high into the heavens above all the mountains, above all the clouds, to have wishes that we may someday achieve. And the wishes help us to grow into what we want to be. So it's the ancestors, our bird ancestors, that we are so grateful for having taught us how to keep warm how to have concern for others, how to jump up and down and laugh with joy, and how to become one with all others, believing that all is for one and one is for all. Daniho. The teachings of the Wolf Clan 
began at the time this home site was established, that is, for my generation. As a small child, it was a habit of my family to sit on the front porch and watch the sun descend in all its brilliant glory to rest for the night. My grandfather would sit on the right, my grandmother on the left, and I would sit between them on the floor. My grandfather Moses Shango, who was last of the medicine people of the Senecas, always began his thoughts with, long before there was time, place, or even human beings, the great mystery was an infinite space. As a child, my thoughts were centered upon this beautiful person, and my ears listened to every word he said. My eyes focused upon his loving face and looking at the deep pools in his ever-loving eyes. I hung on to his every word. He would take a deep breath before he began, always in reverence. He looked skyward as if waiting to find a clue for whatever would be spoken to his young granddaughter. On this particular night, he said, I believe it's time you knew about where we all came from. And I just looked at him because the thought had never entered into my mind. After a long silence, he began. Up there in infinite space, in a place that is very sacred, we don't know just exactly where this place is, but it is a place where all things are perfect. In this place are huge circles. 
and they are so full of energy that they are rolling and rolling and rolling. And maybe sometimes we hear them, but we're not sure. But they rumble along out in this special space. They are round. And they have all kinds of colors. We might call them the rainbow colors. For these colors are represented in faith, in love, in intuition, in will, in creativity, in magnetism, and in gratitude. Also, these circles have gifts, the gift of sound, sight, scent, taste, touch, emotion, and awareness. All these beautiful gifts are in this very, very round, energized circle. Some people call them souls. But we call them sacred cycles or spirited energy. Now these spirited energies have all the gifts, all the abilities that are needed to live. They lack one thing, and that is to reach out and touch. In order for these spirited energies to reach out and touch, they have to enter into other bodies. Now these other bodies are the bodies that are connected to the earth. They can touch, but they cannot feel. It is only the spirited energies that have this magnificent gift of feeling. The earthbound bodies have a gift that we might call the ego. And this ego only wants and wants and wants and wants. It doesn't care how it gets just so long as it gets what it wants. The spirited energies cannot touch, so they enter into these 
earthbound bodies to learn how to touch. And at the same time, the earthbound bodies can experience feeling. Each spirited entity selects two earthbound bodies, a male and a female. And when they touch together, the spirited energy can enter in to the female of the earthbound body. This is a gift of beauty that is manifested between the male and female of the earthbound body. The moment this gift has been manifested, the spirited energy feels, it sees, it hears, it smells, it tastes, and it touches. It also has emotion, and it has awareness. The passageway in to the earthbound body is dark. And the spirited energy is seeking light. And for a certain length of time, the spirited energy is experiencing feelings of growth within this earthbound body. And when the time is right, the spirited energy begins to leave the earthbound body and is born into the light and breathes the great beautiful gift, the breath of light. It is the breath of life that allows the spirited energy to live in this earth. And this is where the earthbound body comes from. The next question is, why am I here? The answer to this question is that we are here to learn lessons of reaching out to touch. Sometimes we touch things that are joyful. And this is a gift of beauty because it's one of truth. Other times we are seeking truth. And sometimes as we seek this truth, we feel discomfort. So, our mission, as we call it, is to learn the truth 
And after we learn the truth, we honor what we have learned. And after honoring and learning, we then begin to practice what we have learned by accepting the truth. We have many actions, and these actions are always based on what we want to learn in relation to truth. So we look throughout our lives. We look wherever we are. We are seeking the truth. In addition to this, our ears begin to open and we listen for the truth. After having learned the truth, having honored it, and practicing what we have learned, seeing the truth and hearing the truth, we begin to speak about the truth. And as we speak the truth, we begin to listen to what others have to say. And these are gifts of beauty because we learn from others by listening. We learn from others as they suggest what we must look at. Then a wonderful feeling enters into our lives. It is a feeling of faith. This feeling is deep within each one of us. And it helps us decide which is the truth according to our feeling and belief and which is not. After having this faith, we begin to grow. And another wonderful gift comes to that. And through this is love. The language we speak. All nature speaks the language of love. We, as human beings, have to learn how to speak this very sacred language. After learning the language of love, we then begin to reach out still more by serving our gifts with others. This means that we continue to share with the feeling of love as we grow. We begin to find ways to live, to live in truth, to speak the truth, to feel the truth within us and to share what we feel.
The next thing that happens to us is we need to have work. And the work is that of creativity. Creating the right thing at the right time. To touch into the gift of magnetism. The gift of attracting and releasing. This is getting into the flow of the universe. The universal rhythm of which we all belong. We attract and we release. We attract and we release. In order for us to grow, we must release what we attract. The next step is that of gratitude. All things are based on our feeling of gratitude. We cannot grow unless we have the feeling of gratitude. Our learning, our understanding through self-awareness is based upon our gratitude. We call this healing. Healing through spirit. The wholeness, the rightness, the truth is manifested in healing. Daniho. The next question is why am I here? We ask this question. What is my purpose in life? We are here to learn lessons. These lessons come from the feeling of comfort. We seek comfort in order to learn lessons. Remember that story of keeping warm. The keeping warm is not only having clothing on, it also is housing. It is also being full, having food. And it is also making achievements that help us understand the truth of why we're here. How can we do this? We reach out to make friends with all manifestations within our environment. We are lonesome 
We came into this earth walk alone, each of us. And because of this lonesomeness, we seek friends. And it's the friendships that we seek that help us to learn all the things we seek answers the answers must be truth as we see it and as we feel it to help us understand comfort in order to be friendly we need to know who we are where we came from and why we're here these three questions are the basis of our understanding if we happen to be a male we soon learn that we have gifts that help us to protect all things no matter how large or small if we are a female we know that we have the gift of reproduction and that means nourishment we nourish all things so that they might grow no matter what it is we are the nourishers and we are the protectors because within both male and female we have these two characteristics or qualities in our character the only difference is that if we're male we are taller and our desire for protecting is more pronounced but we still have that nourishing characteristic with us the two in one if we are female we are primarily the nourishers but we still have that male characteristic of wanting to be protector so we have these wonderful relationships between male and female and when a bonding is made such as a marriage we become extensions of each other therefore we marry our best friends there is another very important ingredient in learning about why we are here 
and that is there is a rhythm that we have been gifted with. Some of us have rhythms that are faster than others. Some of us rhythms are very slow. In seeking comfort for a friendly relationship in a marriage bond, our rhythms should be compatible so that we can walk side by side with feelings of love and comfort. When the rhythms are not understood before the bonding occurs, it is difficult to walk side by side because the one with a faster rhythm is pulling the one with a slower rhythm along. And the one with a slower rhythm is holding the one with a faster rhythm back. So in essence, there is a tug of war. And no one is to blame. It is the lack of understanding of rhythm that creates this conflict. In situations like this, it is difficult for two people to grow in harmony with each other. This is part of the question, why am I here? It is to learn the rhythm, not only of our friends, but of the environment in which we live. The environment has rhythm. This rhythm is often measured in temperature. So temperature of an environment has a great deal to do with the growth of individuals. This relates to body temperature, temperature of the environment in which we have to become acclimated And often this is another way of saying, let's become friends with our environment in relation to the temperature. Color has a great deal to do with helping us understand why we're here. Color manifests part of our emotions, our gifts of faith, love, intuition, will, creativity, magnetism, and healing. 
Faith is love. Together. The colors manifest orange, which is the color of friendship, the relationships. Faith is red. Yellow is love. Intuition is blue. The will is green. Creativity is flesh color. The blossoming color. Magnetism is crystal or white the sharing color. And healing through gratitude is purple. The combination of all these colors manifested in the rainbow of peace. The next question is how will I be remembered when I'm gone? The legacy of a life well spent on this earth walk, using the gifts and abilities, developing a lifestyle and an image that fits into the whole, one that is part and parcel of this united whole. The universe manifested in one person as well as in all other creatures of this universe. All for one and one for all. This is the legacy that we all strive to manifest in this earth walk. Down the hill. Now with